Welcome to the Fitness Nerdcast. I'm your co-host Ryan Smith with fellow coach Stephanie Holbrook, where we get a chance to geek out on all things fitness and bring it to you. First off, things presented here are our opinions developed with over 40 years of combined experience. We are not medical doctors and any information presented here is purely informational. If you'd be interested in working with us, please email us at fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com or hop over to our website and blog at fitnessnerdspodcast.com. While you're online, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fitnessnerdspodcast. Now on with the show. Hi, welcome everybody. I'm here with Renee Renz. She is a GAPS practitioner and she basically healed her body and um, now is teaching but, you know, other folks how to do the same. And I think her story is pretty amazing. So I asked her to come on to the podcast. So welcome, Renee. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed the second time. The first time we had a little technical difficulty. Oh, you're welcome, Stephanie. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate you wanting to have me on your podcast. Um, so let's, um, so if you can start from, um, whenever you were younger, how you felt, you know, you, your old normal was not, not necessarily good. Yeah, so much, you know, when you don't know any different, you just accept things. And my childhood was not a very happy, healthy one. And I was really kind of taught to stuff my pain healing. I didn't even know until like high school that what I suffered in grade school were migraines. I just knew that I could tell my mother my left eye hurt and that I could stay home from school because later that day I would get, you know, nauseous and vomit. And um, every year I'd go for my physical to or school and tell the doctor this and he just sort of look at you, say nothing and go on with the physical. And you're like, oh, Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't feel good. Okay, that's that's apparently acceptable. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, like, all right, just stop it. So it was normal to feel nauseous and have a headache. And once, you know, it was like normal once a week. One day out of the week, it was hard to hold your head up. Like your neck just hurt. You know, and, it, you know, and, and this was just... What I accepted, and I, I didn't even realize I was constipated, because <laughs> when that's all you know, that's all you know, you know, um, and, and just little things, you kind of go through life, and, and when you start to see glimpses of the other side, you're like, hey, wait a minute, these things I'm accepting, I don't, aren't normal, and I don't need to accept, I can make changes based on my daily habits. So what was uh, the first like little inkling that there was a different way out there? My first connection really cuz I with all this pain and suffering, I I lived outside of my body cuz it was too painful to be in here and actually it was after I had my children what was it? it must have been before. At some point I know I took like a tai chi class and to do that you really need to focus within at your donjon or your donkeyen centered below your belly and all the movements come from that place within right 
and being within was somewhere unfamiliar to me and somewhere I had avoided because it was not a pleasant place to be. But if you're not living in your own body, who's who's taking care of things? Who's who's manning the controls? Who's, you know, cleaning house, running the heaters? And, you know. Right. But if you're in pain, you don't want to be there, you know? Right. But but pain actually is your body trying to tell you something? Yeah, hello, hello. Yeah, I, I was always laughed at by my, my brother and sister and family whenever we had noodles at dinner. I was like, I don't want noodles. Noodles make me cough. And they make fun. Oh, noodles make you cough. Ha, 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 ha. But noodles are a processed grain. And, you know, that's my body's response catching in the back of my throat saying, don't eat this. Stop it. So, and then um, after you, after Tai Chi, did you start looking into other, other things that really, to help, like, what was your next step? Like, oh, I'm inside my body and now I feel, oh, things aren't not, things aren't so great here. Well, you're getting these feedbacks that foods you don't like and, you know, what, what do you eat? And I had um, been thrown out of the typical allopathic medical model that, you know, was a good kick in the pants I needed to explore something a little more holistic. And Dr. Marcola's offices are local here. I'm in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. And back in the day, he did accept insurance. So it was still sort of stepping outside the box, but staying within safe limits there. And his big thing was looking at metabolic typing and helping you, you know, eat the right diet for your body. And my metabolic typing at the time was a carb type, but without grains. And it's like, okay, how do I eat you? It was interesting to try to eliminate grains from your diet. And at the time I did sort of go gluten-free grains, but not getting rid of all grains. And it was interesting as your body sort of cleans out, like Dr. Natasha McCampbell McBride says, plant foods are cleansing animal foods are building and so i went through this period of eating a lot of carbs focusing more on plant foods and my body cleansed and after about i don't even know if it was a month six weeks i was starving all the time it's like my body cleaned out a bit but it needed more protein more fat start to build Yes, yes. It's like, okay, yeah, we cleaned out a little bit. Now, where's that nutrient, that nutrition, that, that, that stuff we really thrive on? Um, so just, and for me, I didn't eat a whole lot of protein most of my life. I'd eat my obligatory square inch of meat, and I was good. I really didn't care for it. But I was eating more conventional meats. And through, like, the Weston A. Price Foundation and, and different things, I got introduced to pasture-raised animals and pasture-raised meats and oh my goodness looking into a lot better quality yeah i would not you know get who i heard say that you know everything is on a spectrum right and you know so an egg is not an egg is not an egg and, and you know how they're raised you know, just as with ourselves you are what you eat or you're or you yes. are what you eat, eat. <laughs> exactly. I think what you eat, eat. So, you know, the animals are what they eat. And it, that importance of the quality of what we put in us is huge. And I just started reading books 
prolifically about nutrition and holistic health. And um, I was doing so much that I decided to start go for my, my master's in holistic nutrition. And um, it was fun. And, and I wanted to learn more for myself and then to be able to help my children, my family, my friends, and and others. And then what? how did you find Natasha McBride Campbell and the GAPS program? I, re- I don't remember how I initially came across her book. Probably with the whole gluten-free realm it pops up. Because her initial book came out in like 2004. Um, her book is in the second edition now, which added a good 100 pages. Um, that first book was, it was good, but it was lacking a lot. And I remember I read it, and I was like, okay, yeah, but I didn't quite go there. And, and then um, as I had done the, gr- the gluten-free and felt better, I did shift to the grain-free. And whoa, that just added so much more to my health and well-being. And so then I delved deeper into um, her new edition and the studies. And as I was wrapping up my, my master's in holistic nutrition is when she offered her first ever GAPS practitioner training. And I, I learned about it through the Weston Price Foundation. And I was on board. I'm like, okay, that, that speaks to me. It makes so much sense that if your gut is not healthy, happy, and well, healed and sealed, and digesting food, and letting toxins flow through and out, then the rest of the body is just not going to be happy, healthy, and well. Right. And the, um, so can you tell folks about what the GAPS program is? What does GAPS stand for? GAPS stands for Gut and Psychology Syndrome and also Gut and Physiology Syndrome. Um, the book Dr. Natasha has out right now is, is titled Gut and Psychology Syndrome, which connects the health and well-being of the gut to the functionality of the brain. And the physiology side then connects the health and well-being of the gut to the function of all the other body systems. What, you know, our, our digestive tract is a big long tube from mouth to anus. And so what goes in... Ideally, it's broken down, and the nutrients we need from it are absorbed into our body and used, and the rest is passed on through. But if that digestive tract is compromised, and leaky gut has become quite a common term these days, where it means, you know, your gut lining is one cell thick, and if that's compromised, things can pass into the body which normally shouldn't. So then you're having toxins in your body, you're having undigested proteins else, you know, where in your body systems where they don't belong. And it sets up then autoimmune responses as your body attacks these proteins and creates antibodies against them, which then mimic or those proteins are similar to other Tissues in your body, be it your pancreas, if you're diabetic, or your myelin sheath, which can lead to MS, and, and various body systems that way. So the premise is that through this healing protocol with GAPS, you heal and seal the intestinal tract. So you get that digestive lining healthy, tight junctions, and properly functioning with all the enzymes and everything to break down your food and absorb the nutrients and let the toxins pass. 
how long from the time you really started on this journey till um, you you felt a lot better? What was the time frame on that, or what what's the the, the time frame for healing? Because I think um, people think it's going to happen a lot faster than it really does. Right, right. On, on average, I know Dr. Natasha says plan for a good two years. My personal journey, I, I mean, I think I've heard allow, is it a, a month for every year you've been unwell? You know, I didn't really start on this journey until I was in my mid to late 30s, so I had a lot to undo. I mean, my body was built on processed foods, margarine, and garbage. <laughs> there was a lot to turn around here. Um, so I really, I mean, I, I'm feeling really, really good now. And I started this journey back in 2009, most seriously, you know, getting into the gaps and making changes. So it, you know, it takes a while. I mean, yes, you, you do see, it was huge differences, huge just after the first year, two years, three years, but it just keeps getting better and better each year. Well, that's awesome. And I think that um, when you were here in Phoenix and we were talking, or you, you were giving a talk, you were about how it's sort of a cycle, but um, some days you're going to feel better than others, but as long as you're generally feeling better and better, you're on the right track. Because sometimes folks have like a bad day or they may eat something they react to and feel bad for a day or so, but as long as their lows are not as low as they were before and their highs are higher than they were before, then you're still on the right track. Absolutely. And we need those downs to remind us where we've been and, you know, to appreciate the good times. Right. Or we don't want to go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it teaches you. And it's interesting when you do start on your healing journey, your sense initially, like your sensitivity is really heightened. Um, I remember when I first went grain free and I had a corn chip, I felt Eating that corn chip, I could feel it going through my digestive tract like shards of glass. It was just so painful, and I was so sensitive to it. Now that I've done some healing of my gut, I can have a corn chip, and I don't feel it that sensitively. It's not necessarily the best thing for me. And, you know, maybe I'll be a little more constipated a couple days down the road or something, but... Um, it, it is tough, you know, as you start to heal, you become extra, extra sensitive. And depending on the individual, too, that sensitivity can last longer or or not. It's like, how important is it for your body to be so strict? You know, they always talk about, like, the 80-20 rule. You know, if you do something 80% of the time, you know, that extra 20%. But honestly, when you're in that deep, deep, heightened sensitivity time frame, it's more like, you know, 98 to 99, 100%. Like, like my family has never really done gaps, per se, but they have, my husband's gotten rid of the majority of his, his allergies. I mean, obviously, like, this time of year when it's heightened, he's got minor issues, but not like he used to. And he could do the 80-20 
gaps and non-gaps and, and be fine. Um, other people need that, you know, 100%, 99, 1%. You, know, you kind of have to listen to your body. And it's amazing what our body tells us if we tune in and listen. Right. And I think that's, you know, our Western culture doesn't necessarily promote that. So it's not a, it's more of an internal thing. Why do you think that Western medicine is sort of slow to um, uptake on the whole idea of digestive health? I mean, because if you, I think it's changing now because PubMed now has many, many articles about intestinal permeability. But in the past, if you had said to your doctor, I think I have leaky gut, an allopathic doctor, um, they would look at you like you had three heads. Or <laughs> like you were like, uh, why do you think Western medicine is sort of slow on the uptake when, and it's almost promoting people to pursue alternative health? Because my own journey, I was referred to a naturopath doctor and, and talking, um, about your husband's allergies, I was on, $80 a month was the copay I was paying for all the allergy and asthma medication I was I was purchasing every month just to be able to breathe. And I kept asking my doctor like, "Hey, is there a is there something I can do to try to fix my allergies?" And they're like, "No, no, you just need to try this new drug." And none of the drugs really helped me that much. I still had a problem breathing. I still had a ton of mucus. And um, I went to a naturopath doctor and changed my diet and went on some hormone replacement, some herbs and stuff like that. And now I'm not on that, but I, I don't have to take any asthma medication and maybe I get sneezy every so often. But it took like years of years and years of me seeing a regular doctor saying, hey, isn't there something I can do about this before I was referred by a friend to the naturopath and then I, I got better. So... I'm just, you know, do you have any theories or ideas about maybe why it's just, you know, Western medicine is so slow on the uptake? I I would say a lot of it. I, I mean, even allopathic medicine has statements out there that 85% of illnesses are due to lifestyle. Um, and when you look at the classic medical system, a doctor is with the patient maybe 10 minutes. Right. Um, and, and you can't really discuss lifestyle and what somebody's doing and implement changes. I mean, when I meet with a client, the first consultation is, is two hours. I don't care how you try to shorten it or do things quickly. It's two hours in order to kind of go over. And that's even having intake forms that I you know, review ahead of time, but just to understand where somebody's coming from, make sure they understand what they can do and the power that a healing body has given the right tools and planning some steps to implement that. The um, And how long have you been practicing as a GAPS practitioner and a nutrition consultant? Uh, back since November 2011. Oh, awesome. And the, uh, um, the clients that you have, like, what's the most dramatic change that you've seen? The hugest thing I've been hearing from multiple clients after this long, cold, hard winter we had is they had no anxiety. Oh, good. One of my clients, she has had anxiety issues for 15 years and on anxiety medication and would have severe anxiety issues. 
And she this she's now over a year on gaps, and she got through this last hard winter without any issues. That's fabulous. And another client too. And that's so many people don't realize that anxiousness within, or that fogginess in your brain, or you know that you know emotions you can't control, have to do with your diet and your gut health. Right. It's all connected. <laughs> so. <it's- laughs> I mean, your sleep is affected by your nutrition, and your fitness is exercised, the quality of your fitness by your nutrition. And if you don't sleep, you're going to crave crappy food. And if you crave crappy food, you're not going to sleep. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a vicious cycle. Yes, yeah, I mean, yes. but it could be a good cycle, too, because if you start eating better, you're going to sleep better. You're going to, you know, be able to give more whenever you exercise. It's either an up or down spiral. <laughs> so... Hopefully, folks will choose the up spiral. And something else that you do that I I'm really passionate about is the essential oils. And um, do you incorporate that in your GAPS program, or do you, um, or is that just something that's separate? I to, to me, GAPS and health and healing. You've got to look at everything around you. Diet to me is what you put in you, on you, your thoughts. Um, one, one exercise I, I teach every client is deep breathing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so much of making changes has an emotional component and even issues with health. And the beauty of the essential oils is that they can help heal emotional issues. They can help guide physical issues. They have such a, a great integral power. To me, that's just part of everyday holistic living. Um, and it's your overall environment. You have to look at what's around you. Um, I always, you know, like to say, you know, I empower you to understand that your health and well-being lies in your own hands and daily habits. And I do this by guiding you to reclaim your body's healing power, which is something we all inherently have. To reconnect your inherent wisdom that those traditions of the past, which include, you know, making bone broths, fermenting foods, using essential oils. And, you know, these traditions of the past had a purpose. Maybe we didn't have the scientific studies to understand it. But they could see the results. Absolutely. And by making these changes, then you can renew your health. And that, that's how I kind of came up then with my company name is Reclaim, Reconnect, Renew. And it sort of flows my name, Renee Renz. Everything is re, 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 you know, redo. Every, you know, you can redo anything. You can reset the button. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got, you know, every minute is a new minute, every hour, every day, you know, just if you fall off, that's okay. And, you know, and I always say it's not that you, you, you err as long as you learn from that error. You know, if you eat something that you're not supposed to, that your body doesn't like, well, while you're eating it, did you enjoy it? Focus on it, taste it, be present, and then pay attention for the next hour, day, several days, week to see its effect on your body and learn from that. I've got to the point where I can look at food and know how it makes me feel. You know, so you go through a grocery store and there's all these box package bag things and it does not attract me in any fashion because I look at that and I know it gives me a headache, gives me nausea, gives me constipation. I feel that in my body, you know? Whereas you, you go get a, you know, 
nice eat out at a restaurant that was farm to table and you know they they pasteurize that meat to grow it with love and it's like oh it just tastes delicious yeah i think it's important that you also noted that you know you are thinking about how something that you ate affects you and everybody's different what's good for you is not necessarily good for someone else and vice versa. Absolutely. Dr. Natasha has an article out there titled One Man's Food is Another Man's Poison. And that's part of the challenge in finding health for yourself. And that's where GAPS practitioners come in. I mean, GAPS Healing Protocol is an amazing protocol. And yes, there's a book out there anybody can pick up and read. But it, it's guidelines and as with anything in life, it's guidelines, but you are unique and how to find what's best for you and your diet and your lifestyle and how to incorporate that between, you know, what what's the best approach to take with the diet? What supplements do you need? What lifestyle changes should you incorporate at this point? Some people can manage that on their own. Some people, you know, appreciate a little guidance and, and support. And honestly, through the healing process, because so much of what the health of our gut affects the functionality of our brain, you know, we can get in these weird cloudy, foggy bumps, and it helps to have somebody be your your guide and your cheerleader to keep you focused and on your path and your ultimate Right, because sometimes those downs are a little tough and you think, this isn't working. (laughs) I've had those before, and you're like, what the heck? Can you, we didn't talk about earlier, but I think it's such a compelling part of the GAPS program, is the reason why Natasha McBride Campbell came up with the GAPS program. Uh, Yes, this she is a um, physician, and she's a PhD in neurology and then she also went and got her phd in human nutrition when her own son was diagnosed with autism and she couldn't see within the paradigm she was at a way to actually heal him and so studying the nutrition and knowing her her background with um the nervous system neurology how that all comes together, you know, because that obviously wires the brain with the body and nutrition and all comes together. And she then did this healing protocol with her son and he lost his diagnosis of autism. I believe he's in his twenties now and you know, he went to school, he holds a job, he's a normal functioning member of society and she started then helping clients in her practice and, and a lot of autistic um, children and children on that that spectrum, and it's not an easy task. Uh, she also coordinates a lot with the um, behavioral ABA behavioral patterning and technique, where you have to set up you know a reward for getting something, but obviously you're not going to do a food reward necessarily. That's not something healthy for you, but. Um, Helping these young children, it can be a little traumatic, like if they refuse to eat. I know one um, GAPS practitioner in Australia, her son refused to eat, I believe it was for like a week or 10 days. I mean, she kept him hydrated. But it's like you kind of have to stand your ground and break that whatever pattern in them of, of the, the pathogenic bacteria. 
And she looked at like, okay, I keep him hydrated, I keep him well, but this fast actually cleansed his body. And when he came out of it, because he was refusing to eat the, the broth, just the bone broth, and when it snapped and his body cleansed, he had like the bottomless bone broth bowl. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a really... That's really good to know because a lot of parents get freaked out whenever their child children won't eat, you know, what you give them, but they want something that's really not the best choice. And I think that sometimes we forget our body is mostly, is more bacteria and, you know, organisms than we are. That I think it's like 8 to 1 or 10 to 1 that were other things. And when those gut bacteria is messed up, those gut bacteria, they they affect what we crave. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, just like we talk about Western Price and, and pastured meats and organic foods, and any good farmer is only as good as his soil. Right. And I like to think of your gut microbiome as your soil. And we are all farmers. We are body farmers. And we need to tend to our soil, that microbiome, and kick out those creatures that don't serve us best. Well, we can't exactly get rid of them, per se, but we want to make an environment that is hostile to them, promotes the healthy creatures within, you know, because we all have E. coli in us. And actually having some E. coli in us means our body knows how to keep it in balance and in check, so then we have... If we happen to eat some tainted spinach, we aren't going to have a serious reaction because our microbiome knows how to, you know, kind of pass that through and not have it affect us. That's why some people react to tainted foods and others don't. It's what is what is their soil? What does their internal microbiome look like? That's what I think is uh, amazing about Weston A. Price, and he was talking about the villagers in um, in the Alps who had been exposed to tuberculosis, but they never got sick. And the villagers, you know, who went down to the, the city down at the bottom of the hill, and I, I don't remember the name of it. Um, oh, it was like the Shell Valley or something like that. Right. I can never pronounce it right. Right. And so whenever he went down, the, the, they would go and work there, and there was a, a tuberculosis outbreak, but those villagers in the high Alps, did not get sick because they, you know, had the, the good food, good quality nutrition, and they had the good bacteria in their gut. So I think that it's important to recognize just because you're exposed to an illness, it all, a lot of it depends on your health at whether you're going to get it or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know like that MERS virus is now out there, but... You know, I'm not scared because I eat well, I take care of my microbiome, I, you know, replenish it, I eat my fermented food, plus I have my essential oils. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're good. You know, again, essential oils are full of multiple constituents as opposed to just a few and are able to adapt and keep these other viruses from going crazy, like oregano has been found effective against MRSA virus, even with multiple exposures. Um, so things, you know, it's those simple things, but doing those simple things is often very hard. Right. 
Well, it's because it's easy to pick up. I mean, although now that I'm immersed in the essential oils, I pick up the essential oils first. But until I found essential oils probably, you know, a year and a half ago, if I had a headache, I would either suffer through it or, or grab uh, Tylenol, you know, instead of getting, you know, taking peppermint oil. Like, so it's, it's sort of, it's getting in the habit and realizing that there's other stuff out there. Yes, yes. And that's, again, to tune in to those traditions of the past and make that your norm. And sometimes, oh, I just heard a, a talk recently, I like this, he talked about the opposite of, of courage is not cowardice, but it's conformity. Oh, that's good. Yeah, whereas if you are not courageous enough to step outside the box and try something like essential oils or do gaps and try to eliminate grains from your diet and do, because you would rather conform to what society does because that's the easy thing to do. It takes courage. When you go to a party and there's all kinds of food and stuff that you shouldn't be eating and probably drinking, it, it is hard to say no. And it's hard to not go, too. It's a tough environment to be in. But if you can be true to your purpose here on earth and find and follow your path, it, it takes courage. But once you're in that place, it's so much easier and, and you've changed your kind of energetic frequency. And so you attract those kind of people around you as well. So those who are prevalent in your life are more in sync with what your current belief system is. That is great. That's true. And um, that's why a, a friend of mine said, if you want to see how you are, um, look who your friends are. I'm like, well, I have really cool friends, so I guess <laughs> I'm on the right track. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much for coming again for the interview. And this one is recording. I see the little recording button. The, the time is ticking by. So we're actually at the end of the interview. And I just want to let folks know where they can find you. Certainly. Um, my website is my name, Renee Renz, R-E-N-E-E-R-E-N-Z dot com. Um, I also have EssentialOilSciences.com where you can get information on the um, essential oils. And I do locally here in, in the northwest suburbs. I, I have a GAPS group. Of Chicago, northwest suburbs of yes. Chicago. Yes, yes. Um, you know, so we meet in a, a group with GAPS, and I, I, I do travel and offer classes and training on both GAPS and the essential oils, and I do one-on-one um, -on -one consultations either in person or, you know, online, however we're, we're able to meet. And, you know, one of my taglines I like to use is that your health lies in your hands and daily habits, tend to your soil, your gut biome, and you reap what you sow. That sounds fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Renee. 